What's good, everybody? Welcome to another cool episode of the Fan Geeks for All podcast with me, your boy, Dark Neo. It's Sunday, July 9th, and I am winding down this weekend by doing what I do best, and that's hanging out with all of you right here, right now, and giving you the best in entertainment news that you can talk about with your friends and co-workers the very next day. Now, speaking of winding down, as you guys know, I love watching my movies via my personal DVD Blu-ray collection or on street or on the streaming channels. But um have you guys heard about the app called Wadfix? W-O-D-F-I-X. I just got hip to it like yesterday, like last night, really. And um it was like one of those things that you know if you look online or you're playing a game or something like that on your phone and like ads come up. I see this thing for Wadfix, and I'm like, okay, what's this? And apparently, this is, I don't know how long this has been out, but I can say it's pretty good, guys. What, it's just like, if you're, especially if you're watching, like, all the streaming channels, like, you know, Max, um, you know, Paramount Plus, Peacock, um, Netflix, pretty much all the streaming channels that are out there, um, Tubi, all that stuff. This one is like that, and it it basically has movies and TV shows, or whatever. But what's cool about it? It has movies, brand new movies that had hit the theaters, which and some of which may probably still be playing in theaters or winding down in theaters. So I said, all right, let me give this a shot, and I actually started watching Guardians of the Galaxy three because I never went to see it in the theaters at all so you know and just not because i didn't want to i definitely want to but it's just time wise i just couldn't you know move my calendar around to go see it so i i started watching it last night now i haven't finished watching it yet i'm still in the middle of it so don't spoil it for me don't say a word (laughs) i'm still watching it but so far looks cool and it's a great quality you know because i guess they it's a mixture of you know, especially when the movies are are winding down from the theaters or leaving the theaters and about to be released on the streaming channels, or whatever, you get excellent qualities. And like I said, I just start I just started with watching the you know Guardians of the Galaxy three. I'm still in the middle of watching it, but they have other titles. They have like this you know the new Spider Man across the 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 Spider Verse. Um, they uh the new Transformers movie um they got a little bit of everything and then even that they got some shows like um they even have um the Marvel Secret Invasion that you can see on the Disney Plus channel um which I recommend just watching it from the Disney Plus channel because that way because the show the new episodes for that come out every Wednesday so it's just best to stay on there but they do have a variety of things they got the super mario brothers movie on there so I, and this is just stuff i just kind of scroll through their menu and see so it's not bad i've never heard of it before until last night and downloaded it for free and i was like okay now i will let you know they do have like these annoying like commercial ads that come up like maybe every i don't know maybe every three to five minutes i would say that it comes up on there so Just kind of be prepared for that. I think they have like a premium thing where you can pay monthly or whatever. But I'm not going to do that. I pay for enough streaming stuff as it is. So I don't mind what little commercial breaks ads here and there. So I'm I'm cool with that. But otherwise, it does look cool. 
Um, and so far, like I said, I'm just basing off just seeing their menu and the fact that I'm watching Guardians of the Galaxy 3 right now and it's in excellent condition. So, um, yeah, so check it out if you haven't heard of it. It's called Wadflix, W-O-D-F-I-X. It's a free app, movie streaming app and TV show app that you can put on your phone or tablet and check it out. It's pretty cool. But, um, you know, I just, as I said, I always like to, you know, say this at the opening of the show. Welcome you guys to my um, podcast and if, and, you know, wherever you're, you know, I want you to make sure you guys click that follow button and follow the show. I, cause I can use all the, the fan base I can stand. <laughs> so make sure to follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to on now. It could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Pandora, or anything else on the web that my show is broadcast on. Make sure you follow it, and also make sure to subscribe to both my YouTube channel and my website, darkneofangeeks.com. And also, don't forget to check out my new Fan Geeks for All fan club. It's, it's a brand new fan club that I started not too, just like almost a week ago or whatever. But um, if you'd like to become a monthly member of that, all you have to do is visit patreon.com slash support fan geeks for all that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash support fan geeks the number four a-l-l hit the join button and every and you'll be have access to you know i mean you always have access to this show but at least you'll have access to a fan base so you know for anyone who's a fan they can join that and um be a part of it um and you can also message each put it there's a messaging board on there and if you join that like i said that's a monthly subscription of ten dollars a month it is optional so i leave it up to you but for those of you who are loyal listeners to the show if you do decide to become the one of the fan geeks for all um you know fans on there for the fan club i will give to you absolutely free a Fan Geeks for All promo t-shirt that I have currently selling on my website, darkneofangeeks.com right now. So they retail at $20, but if you become a member of the Fan Geeks for All fan club, you get the shirt for free. So, what a deal! <laughs> so make sure you, you check that out, because you definitely want to be a part of that. Alright, so guys, let's get into the show. Alright, so first up. Legendary singer Sir Elton John performed his final concert from his Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour last night on Saturday, July 8th at the Tele2 Arena in Stockholm, Sweden. The 76-year-old icon has been a staple in the music industry for 54 years and has now officially retired from touring. His first tour was actually back in March 25th 1970 on his 23rd birthday and since then the five-time grammy winning performer has been selling out arenas all over the world performing all his biggest selling hits like benny and the jets philadelphia freedom tiny dancer and of course rocket man just to name a few um elton started the farewell yellow brick tour on september 8th 2018 and since that time, the concert has made an unprecedented $900 million in ticket sales. Now, even though his touring days are now officially over, that doesn't mean he'll stop recording new music. In fact, in 2017, 
he recorded a remix of his 1971 hit song, Tiny Dancer, as a duet with Britney Spears called Hold Me Closer, which was voted as Billboard Reader's favorite song of 2022. If you have not heard that song yet, you guys are missing out. It is such a grooving club song. It really is. And they made like a little kind of animated video for it that you could see on YouTube. But the song is really cool. When I I first heard it, I actually first heard it from just being in a store. And you know how some stores they play music or whatever. I hear this. I'm like, wait a minute. This, okay, I know. Is that Tiny Dancer? It's like, but but then I recognized, I was like, who's the chick? I was like, oh, that's, that sounds like Britney Spears. It turns out it was. So it's a really cool song. You gotta get it, um, and check it out. But yeah, I'm, it's, it's cool that, um, Elton's finally, you know, stopping touring and not saying he, you know, I mean, he's great. His shows are phenomenal. I've never actually been to one of his live shows, but I've seen his, you know, his live performances, like from YouTube and stuff like that. Man puts on one hell of a show, especially if you love all the hits. This man has written a lot of hits that, you know, most of you, any of my age would know, but some of you younger ones may not know, but you really need to check it out and see. And I like, I remember in an interview um, I think when he was just starting the tour, I believe the reason why he said he's going to make the, this is his little farewell performance. Cause you know, there's a lot of artists, especially legends in the rock and roll hall of fame or whatever that do these farewell concerts. And then they do it for whatever year or two disappear. And then two years later, they come back with another farewell tour. But for Elton, John, this is it. This is it. He's he his last show was last night, and now he is done. He can kick that off his bucket list. He's finished his touring for good. I mean, the man's been like I said, the man's been doing it since he was twenty three years old. You know, and now he's seventy six. So, you know, much he needed it much. But the reason why he was saying that he like a few years back when he was starting tour. He just wanted to spend time dedicated to family and his kids. You know, him and his partner have, um, you know, two kids and they want to, you know, be there for their most important things for like schooling and stuff like that. And admirably so. That that makes total sense. So, but he did say, you know, he, it's not like he's, you won't never see or hear from him again. He'll, he'll still be, you know, toiling around making, coming up with some new music or whatever. Maybe he'll do some, you know, television appearances or whatever. But as far as, far as touring... It's done. If you if you were at the show last night in Stockholm, Sweden, you got one hell of a treat because you were the final group to see this man perform live in a concert venue ever. So, um, but congratulations to Sir Elton John um, for such a great career, you know, in um, in touring. And I'm not saying it like he's retiring from music completely. He's not, but just retiring from touring. But good on you, mate. You know, do do your thing, and um, you know, have some time with your with your family and your kids because you definitely well earned it. <laughs> All right. So next up on the list, Crystal Hefner, the thirty seven year old widow of Playboy magazine creator Hugh creator Hugh Hefner, who passed away in two thousand seventeen at the age of ninety one, has a new tell all book coming out January 23rd, 2024, titled Only Say Good Things, Surviving the Playboy, and Finding Myself. She says the book will offer a raw and unflinching look 
at the objectification and misogyny of the Playboy Mansion. In a recent interview, Crystal said that Hugh governed the lives of all his girlfriends with strict rules on everything from their looks, the way they dress, to the curfew that they had. She described her relationship with Hefner as complicated, saying, no matter how I was treated personally, I always felt like I had to protect him, which is why I have not shared my story until now. Now, even though the book won't be released until next year, A&E will be airing season two of The Secrets of Playboy tomorrow, on tomorrow, July 10th, and it will uncover what it truly was like at the Playboy Mansion with never-before-seen interviews from former playmates and ex-girlfriends of Hugh Hefner. Now, there's not a guy on the planet, especially in my age group, there's not a guy on the planet, Earth, myself included, who didn't have dreams about just spending one day or one night at the Playboy Mansion during the time of Hugh Hefner's life. That was like the ultimate fantasy you can come up with. To just be there, surrounded by all those beautiful bodies of women. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Who? Every, we all had Playboy magazine stacked under our bed. There's not a guy that can deny that. <laughs> but um, But let me tell you something. I can tell you honestly that if you get a get the chance, watch season one of The Secrets of Playboy on A&E, and you will rethink that fantasy immediately, okay? There was some real shady, heavy shit that went down in that mansion that will make your jaw drop when you watch season one. So I can only imagine what's going to be revealed tomorrow when season two begins, because that yeah i i mean when even i i don't even want to spoil anything for season 1 if you haven't watched it yet but i'll tell you this one thing cuz you really have to watch season 1 it's it's different episodes and i'll tell you this one thing that kind of threw me when i first watched it apparently during the the golden days golden era of the playboy mansion and all of this has been confirmed by the girls that were there, the ex-girlfriends, and the staff that worked there at the Playboy Mansion. So all of this is true. Apparently, Hugh used to do this thing every Thursday night at the mansion. And it was called Pig Night. P-I-G Night. And not even the staff can figure out why it was called that. Only Hugh Hefner will takes that to his took that to his grave. And would understand why it's called that. But in any case, no matter what it's called, this would happen every Thursday night. Hef would have this kind of intimate party and he would pick like maybe five or six of his whatever top girls or new girls coming up or whatever that he liked at that time. And they'd all be dressed to the nines and he would invite like real. It was almost like an underground thing. But. So it's not like something you would read in like the Hollywood trade papers or or any of the Hollywood magazine. You would not know about this unless you watched this season one of this documentary. 
But every Thursday night, he would throw this thing called Pig Night, and he would have five to six girls, you know, dressed up in their sexy dresses or whatever, and he would invite some Hollywood heavy hitters, actors, um, sports figures, just people in the, like, people you would know their names. And they would do this kind of dinner party, and Hugh Hefner would sit at the head of the table, and he wouldn't even eat. He would just be there smoking his pipe and just watching the interaction between the the invited guests and the girls. And he'd be watching the girls and he'd be watching how would they respond to certain questions or certain things that the guests were saying and stuff like that or whatever. But one of the staff there said that among these heavy hitters, like big names, Hugh would actually invite pimps. Yes, Pimps from back in the day on the street with the hookers and the prostitutes. Pimps. He would invite these pimps and it's some shady thing. I don't even want to spoil it for you. But if you know that pimps are involved and some Hollywood heavy hitters are involved, this, it it was like, put this way, Hugh Hefner was already doing Eyes Wide Shut before Stanley Kubrick. Okay, let's just put it that way. <laughs> so there's a lot of dirt and a lot of dark stuff that's that's going on. And that's why, you know, Crystal Hefner is bringing out this book right now and exposing this all. And, you know, is she doing it for money? No, this girl was married to Hugh Hefner. Money's not an, uh, a thing. She's rich. She's good. You know, she's set for life. But she's doing it to finally clear the air on a lot of things and just to make her personal life a little more easier to bear, you know. So, yeah, that it's it's crazy. Like I, you guys need to either go on A&E, find season one of Secrets of Playboy, because like I said, season two starts tomorrow night and um, you will see for yourself. I can't divulge a lot of stuff because I really want you to see it yourself. But for all my guys that are in the you know 50 and older range or whatever, for, who grew up like me with Playboy magazine, you're gonna think a little bit differently when you see that mag open the pages of that magazine again and know or or remember Hugh Hefner in a you're gonna see him in a different light. Let's just put it that way. All right, kids. So it is time once again, my fan geeks. For the second round of my new segment that was introduced in the season two debut, it's time for Hollywood Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Alright, so this is a fun segment of the show where I pick two actors that you probably never knew were supposed to be originally cast in a major film but got replaced by someone else for various reasons. So, let's start. In 1999, a romance drama film called Cruel Intentions was released that starred Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe as two rich prep school step-siblings who make a very twisted bet to see if the stepbrother can end up sleeping with the headmaster's daughter, played by Reese Witherspoon, before the start of the school term. Now, 
what you probably didn't know, for those of you who are fans of that movie and know the, the movie, what you probably didn't know is that before Reese was cast as the character of Annette Hardgrove, Columbia Pictures wanted Katie Holmes for the part. Um, but Holmes, at that time, had just started doing the show Dawson's Creek. And the film's director, Robert Cumble, wanted an actress with a little more experience. So Reese Witherspoon got the role, which I'm glad she did. And after I was, after seeing the movie, I agree with the director. Katie Holmes was brand new at the time. And even though, yeah, now I would say she's a great actress, at that time, she would have been completely wrong for the part of Annette. Like, it, I, I don't... It's like one of those things, and I mentioned this when I did this um, segment the first time on... on on episode one of season two that you know when these actors get picked and or they get chosen over for someone else when you see the final pick it makes sense that that actor got picked because and like i said it's not knocking katie holmes but she's a i've seen her in some great movies she's a good actress and so it but so also is reese werberspoon and i could not see any other actress playing that character except Reese Witherspoon. She did a damn good job. So, yeah, that's that's something in case for you cruel intention fans out there that didn't know that. That's a little, you know, factoid for you guys. Okay, so next up, the 1967 classic Oscar-winning film The Graduate, starring Dustin Hoffman, was a memorable role for the then 29-year-old actor. But, one actor who originally wanted to play the role of young Ben Braddock was none other than legendary actor Robert Redford. Robert truly wanted to play this character, but director Mike Nichols <laughs> turned him down because he didn't believe Red Redford could be believable as a, as a loser. <laughs> as his words. In fact, when Redford went in for the screen testing, Nichols asked him, have you ever struck out with a girl? (laughs) And Redford answered, what do you mean? To which Nichols replied, exactly my point. He then went on to say, can you look in the mirror and honestly imagine a guy who looks like you, referring to Robert Redford, having difficulty seducing a woman? And... The rest is Hoffman history. <laughs> I just, that's just so funny. And again, you're talking about two of the finest, best actors in Hollywood. Dustin Hoffman, Robert Redford. At some points, you can't, you can't, it's, you can't even say apples and oranges. Those two are definitely in the same caliber. Um, Redford may be a little more because Redford's been in the business longer than, than, um, Dustin, but, um, they're still, you know, legendary icons of Hollywood. And I don't know. It's, I mean, I've seen The Graduate multiple times. It's actually one of the movies on my, on my, um, list of movies to add to my collection. I actually don't have it yet, but I've seen the movie quite a few times and it is a good film it's a funny film you gotta see it and you know it's you know i 
it's one of the films that even has like classic lines from the American Film Institute when they have their their annual list or of 100 classic lines from films or whatever that movie has it as well you know uh, I mean the, I think the classic scene that everybody knows is the scene between Dustin Hoffman and Anne Bancroft where you know she's the older woman and 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 she he's the young kid and he and he's there in the bedroom and he's there and standing there in his suit and he's like saying are you trying to, are you trying to seduce me and then she she looks at him and says would you like me to seduce you is that what you're trying to tell me <laughs> it's like it's classic Classic, classic, classic. You gotta see that movie. You will laugh. Even, you know, I mean, for a 1967 film, it's prevalent today. You will definitely enjoy that one. But, yeah, getting back to the whole Redford thing, could Redford have put it, pulled it off? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not I'm not doubting because it's not like, the you know, the Katie Holmes Reese Witherspoon thing. Redford was in a caliber, you know, pretty much all by himself at that time. Could he have pulled it off? Yeah, I, I could see it. It's possible. So I'm not going to say after seeing Hoffman in it, Redford would have been totally wrong. No, Redford would have actually been a, a good second, you know, person. But it was just the director, Mike Nichols, that said, nah, not happening. <laughs> and then when you watch the movie and you see the character of Ben Braddock, you understand why Redford got turned down. Because, you know, at that time for a, you know... For Dustin Hoffman, who was 29 years old at the time when he did the film, he easily could play this loser kid, you know, I mean, kid is 29 years old, but still, you know, just has no luck with women. You could you could believe it when you see it in his face and you just see how Hoffman portrayed the character. It's believable and rightfully so, because, you know, with that performance, I, it does, I mean, I think. I think Dustin was nominated, but he didn't win. But the movie did win for Best Picture. So Mike Nichols got his award for that. So the film did, of course, extremely well. But you got to see it for yourself and you'll understand why I say, yeah, Hoffman is it. It, it, it the rest is history. It, it makes perfect sense for him to play that. So sorry, Robert, but trust me, Robert Redford was not suffering from movie parts at that time he got major 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 roles way even before and after so he's good he's okay <laughs> all right guys so i'm gonna wrap this show up for this sunday july 9th this was episode three of season two which um technically is episode 23 if you're keeping score but um you know I thank you guys once again for taking the time to hang out with me and me, having me hang out with you um, and just doing what I love best, just getting to do this show and talking with you guys. Um, as always, don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, or Pandora, whichever you choose to listen to. It's it's all there. Um, also, be sure to subscribe to both my YouTube channel and my website, darkneofangeeks.com. And please become a member of my new Fan Geeks for All fan club by visiting visiting patreon.com slash supportfangeeksforall. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash supportfangeeks, the number four, A-L-L. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for me. 
I know it's Sunday. The weekend's winding down, as I said in the opening of the show. Try and enjoy it the best you can. Do what you got to do. If you just if you don't have to go anywhere, don't because it's hot outside. <laughs> Depending on where you live, I, like I said, I live in Arizona, so it's crazy hot. So I'm staying in. <laughs> but whatever you do to finish off this weekend, finish it right. Finish it safe. Have a, have a good time, and take a little time to become a fan geek for all. One love, y'all. I'll catch y'all on the next episode. Bye-bye.